The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello and welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast with your host, metaphysician, Reiki master, and hypnotherapist, Christy Clemens-Hoffman. Each week, we will discover teachings, tips, and tools to radiate your best life ever with practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hello, and welcome back to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Today, we radiate spiritual evolution with Dimitri Moraitis. Did I say that right? You said it like a Greek. Okay, good. Dimitri is the author of Heaven and Your Spiritual Evolution, A Mystic's Guide to the Afterlife and Reaching Your Highest Potential. Hello and welcome uh, to the show, Dimitri. Well, thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, you actually co-wrote this book with Barbara Martin. Exactly. Right? But um, you are the spokesperson. Right. Well, we wrote it together and yes, she's no longer on the teaching platform or the public platform, but we're still very much writing together. And this is based a lot on her own clairvoyant experiences through many decades. So it's not like, oh, I had this out of body experience. I'm going to write a book about it. It was much more elaborate than that. Yeah. That is amazing. Um, so the afterlife and reaching your highest potential before we started recording you actually said uh it's not just that we go to heaven we grow to heaven exactly Can you explain exactly. what you mean by that yes. yes and that's actually the first chapter in the book um well of course we all dream of the idea of a beautiful place on the other side something to aspire to when we die and hopefully let's say a life well lived we often, first of all, don't realize the other side is not just for the time when we die. It's very involved in our life right this moment. And also, it's it's not just a place, it's a state of consciousness. So you don't go to heaven just because we were, you know, I'm a good boy or you're a good girl. We we have to evolve there. Like, like grades in school, you don't jump from kindergarten to postgraduate work. You know, you have to go through all the, the stages. So it's an evolutionary process to, in a sense, build the heavenly vibration right here and now uh, to get to that great and glorious spiritual state. Right. And how do we go about that? Well, first of all, and I'm sure a lot of you in 
a lot of your audience has already kind of had their spiritual awakening, but it may be to think of Earth in slightly a different way that Earth is like a school. And all of us are coming to this planet and we're all the experiences we're going through are part of our education. It's actually helping our soul to grow. Now, when we have the spiritual awakening, something is telling us, I've got to pursue this. Even if we don't have it, we're still going through the growth process. But when we have the growth, when we have the awakening, then that's sort of divine saying, it's time to take the reins. It's time to pursue this with much more diligence and conscious focus. And then that begins the accelerated journey. And there are many ways to help achieve this. For one, the way you live your life. You know, we say in the aura, you you one of the ways you improve your auric energy is with every good word, thought, act, and deed. Every positive thing you are doing is adding to you, even if you aren't getting that gold star or pat on the back, you know, for what you're doing, do it anyway. It's raising your vibration. Another way we say is meditate. I don't know how many of you are meditating, but meditation is a master key in spiritual development because it's a time to commune with the divine prayer is part of that because it's part of petitioning the divine in our work we kind of do both we meditate and pray to get closer not only to the divine but the divine within us it's both you know there's we we tend to think of ourselves as just this body but the body we're going to shuck one day but the eternal soul we we will retain and that's what's doing the actual spiritual growing and as we know, there are times in our life where we're going to have to heal. We're going to have to transmute distresses into blessings. And that's part of the journey, too. Don't get mad if things in your life aren't always going the way you want. Look at them as opportunities for growth. And then also what we're doing now, you need education. You know, I started as Barbara's student many years ago. Um, you know, she's older than me. Uh, I, I could have read every book and, you know, all the libraries and not have gotten what I got. I, I needed a spiritual teacher. I needed someone to actually help teach the way. And of course, that's a very ancient tradition, the lineage of spiritual teachers. Uh, these, they call them gurus and the ancient Greeks call them hierophants. But whatever name you assign to them, their goal is to help you help you shepherd through the journey. You know, you, you go to school, you want to study with experts, right? You want to you know, read a couple of books and say, okay, I think I'll practice brain surgery now. You, you need a lot of practice and same with metaphysics. So all those things add up, add up. Yeah. 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 I think they do too. And I think that um, it's helpful to have, I mean, it's great to have a wonderful teacher, an, an in-depth teacher, but I find that there's so much information from other, all types of avenues and to find many people who can, who can teach us like this. Now you mentioned the aura and I just want to say to our, our audience that this is another one of the books that you and Barbara had written. Right. That yeah. was the first one, Change Your Aura, Change Your Life. Love so it. we tell people this book, the new one, Heaven and Your Spiritual Evolution, tells the world what we do at the Institute and our own work, um, helping souls to grow, develop. But Change Your Aura, Change Your Life tells the world what we do. We meditate with divine light. I love All of us have an aura. Now, the problem is we often have a cartoon image of it. You know, I'm a blue, you're a green. You know, we, we simplify it, right? We don't realize how complicated the aura is because we're complicated. There's a lot to who we are. 
And the idea is the sore is in, in flux. It's changing. So the idea is you want to elevate your aura. Uh, we've heard the great saying, you know, you want to leave the world better than the way you found it. For sure, we want to do that. But we also want to leave the world at a higher state of consciousness than when we started. And why we talked about it, I'm glad you asked, in, in the new book, is the, the auric energy is also the fuel of your evolution. Yeah. We're not going to take our fame and fortune with us to the other side, <laughs> but we are going to take our light. So yeah. the more light you have, the higher in consciousness you climb. It's as simple as that. Right, right. And you did mention, uh, just kind of in passing there, the Spiritual Arts Institute. Right. Is your online school. Exactly. And in person. We have a center here in, in uh, Encinitas in the San Diego area, a beautiful uh, 3,000 square foot facility there. And we do actually a blended learning. It's online and, and, and in person. So we have the jumbo monitors for the online people, and they join from around the world. Uh, we were doing online long before the COVID era and the <laughs> the, the Zoom thing kind of jumped up there. Uh, and it's just wonderful. I mean, how nice that you don't always have to be in person. And then we have our annual meeting, our annual retreats, which are in person. And we just finished one, actually. And they came from all over the world. And it's wonderful to... Uh, you know, it's nice to work online, but let's face it, there's nothing like being with a person physically, you know, together. Yeah. This is so true. So true. So the Spiritual Arts Institute. Um, let's turn back to the book, the um, the book that you co-wrote, the, the uh, Spiritual Evolution, Heaven and Spiritual Evolution. So, um, so how much does this book go into like heaven and what it is on the other side? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, okay. no. As a matter of fact, it's illustrated. Oh. So we we got we found this marvelous artist. Oh my God, we've worked with artists through the years, but I have to say it was the most pleasure working with Jonathan. Uh, he worked with another clairvoyant for many years, Flower Newhouse, that was connected to the Quest Haven, and so his his artistry was depicting scenes from the other side. Mm -hmm. So we would give him a you know a, a description of what we we wanted. And then he would draw and he, he got so in tune with it. Now, it was a hard thing to figure out. You know, if you had to only draw eight, there's eight illustrations. If you had to draw eight pictures depicting planet Earth and what life is like here, what, what eight pictures would you pick? You know, it'd be a hard decision to make, right? Because the other side is so vast. What we decided to do then is rather than try to accomplish like a travel log, is to talk about the evolutionary process because what most a lot of people don't realize is the other side isn't one place it's many places as the bible says in my father's house are many mansions yeah. so there these are actual places you can visit but they're also states of consciousness here on earth everything's kind of like a melting pot but there it's sort of more tiered out that's why we talk about planes of consciousness realms of consciousness so we we thought well let's take the key journey to heaven and so each illustration is a different step in that journey to heaven and what the the realm that leads there's many realms that lead to heaven you know, if you cross over the side you don't go again straight to heaven you go to what we call the astral worlds and then there are also these interplanetary realms. The, the, it's a incredible journey and I think we're ready more for this knowledge now because 
we, for example, we understand how vast the universe is, right? We The physical universe. Well, if there's a spiritual universe, what's going on there? Uh, Yogananda, you know, the great Indian teacher, he was describing experience with his guru from the other side, and Sri Yuteswar, and Sri Yuteswar was describing life there. And he said, you know, the whole physical universe hangs like a basket on the tree of the astral universe. So it's that vast. Yes, it's that vast. Wow. Um, of course, we have just about everything that we have here on the other side. And then some, because everything here was first generated there. This The, the physical world is a creation of the spiritual world. Right. And so the spiritual world is constantly giving to the physical. The physical is drawing in. So yes, uh, we did an, a lecture years ago, and there was a lawyer sitting in the front row, and Barbara was describing one of her out-of-body experiences in the inner worlds. And she was saying, well, I was sitting in a chair. There was this table before me. She was going to the scene. She was in what we call a temple. And then the lawyer raised his hand. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You're telling me there's tables and chairs on the other side? <laughs> Because we kind of think of it as like either a dreamland or this primordial energy. We don't think of it as a as a place here. And the truth is, you know, sometimes when people cross over and they have no thought or concept of a, a greater life, they don't think they've died. They they say, I'm, I'm looking at you. You're looking at me. I'm not dead. You know, and then when they realize they're not where they think they are, they kind of go into shock for a while. Till they adjust, which is why it's a good idea to learn about those things here, because it actually does make it easier when it's our time to go home. We all know we're going home, right? We're not staying on this earth forever. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. exactly. Um, so when we get to the other side, do you think we see God? Well, it's not that simple, okay, because there's a whole process involved. Now, we have another book called um, Carmen Reincarnation. Because the idea also, if you're going to grow to heaven, you can't do it in a single life. You you need you you don't grow through all the grades in school. You don't graduate. You know you go year 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 year, and you you move up. It's a natural process. And I loved what Henry Ford said about um, you know the the inventor of the, the car and every, or the, the great industrialist. He right. said um, um, uh. He believed in reincarnation. He said, if you write this interview, write it to put people's minds at ease, mm. that you have time to create. We don't have to get it all done in this life. We have to get the things we do need to get done in this life, but not everything. I love playing the piano. I played classical piano for years, but I'm not going to be Mozart in this life. Okay. It's just the way it is. Doesn't mean I shouldn't be playing the piano. It just means my potential is not that in this incarnation. So if we look at in this incarnation, get what you need to get done. It gives you enormous satisfaction. And then it helps you when you cross over to the other side. Yeah. And yes, there are realms on either side that are very much like Earth, literally to the point that you could almost feel like you are on Earth. And other ones, of course, that are very different. I, I had a experience once when I first started working with Barbara, it's it's hard not to have these mystical experiences because you're close to such a great mystic. And I, you know, had a, a little memory of the other side. And um, what I remember was being in this beautiful uh, 
kind of rolling hills environment and there were some buildings in the distance it was of course very idyllic but what struck out stuck out so much for me was the divine presence it was literally in the atmosphere you didn't question if there were things like God. You didn't question if there wasn't divine because you were actually in the atmosphere of it. So that was obviously one of the, the higher dimensions, you know. And when I came back, I was literally on a high for three days. Um, but then later I realized they weren't just trying to tell me, of course, there was a greater life. They were trying to teach me something. They were saying, you need to bring that vibration that you experienced in that realm here to earth. In other words, you got to start radiating more of that higher power yourself because we have to build the energy of that in us. And then that will help us to go there. In other words, right now, all of us, you and I talking together, everyone listening, we have this beautiful aura. It's vibrating at a certain pitch today. Now, if it were my day to cross over right now, I take the light I've earned, not yesterday or tomorrow, but today, and that corresponds to a level on the other side. And that's where I would find myself. It's not really reward or punishment. Right. It's okay. like attracting like. It's just, again, part of the divine laws, just like the earthly laws. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So when we get to that other side, when we get to quote unquote heaven, I don't really even call it heaven, but I know a lot of people do. What happens to our consciousness and our personality? Well, that's that's interesting because first of all, when we cross over, we don't suddenly become saints. <laughs> okay. We kind of carry with us what we have now, imperfections and all. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a great story of, um, uh, um, oh gosh, he, he was a he was a psychic and he died early and he worked with another one on this side, and he said, "I'm going to come back and I'm going to Arthur Ford. Arthur Ford was the one that crossed over, and um, he communicated and he was sharing, you know, I'm embarrassed. He said a lot of things, but one thing he said I'm embarrassed to share. I've carried with me one of my faults there, which was drinking." He didn't suddenly lose the desire for drink. And he says, sometimes I find myself hanging around people that are having a heavy binger because I want to get that sense of intoxication. And she liked the, the woman he was you know, transmitting the knowledge to like to smoke. And he was encouraging her, please stop, because you may carry that desire with you on the other side, even though you're not in a physical body anymore. Mm. So you will... Take, but obviously you don't have the physical shell, so there are differences over there. And you continue the journey. It's not like you continue the evolution. Everything kind of continues there. Now, if we're talking about the transition process, there's a whole journey with that. Because mm -hmm. let's say if I was very sick for a long time, I had a protracted illness, I have to go to the what they call the healing temples on the other side where even the astral body got injured and has to be kind of healed. You are given time to come back to earth to say your goodbyes. Again, your loved ones may not see you, but it's your time to see what condition did you really leave earth when you left it. And obviously, if you did a lot of wonderful things, you kind of see that. 
If you left a lot of what we call unfinished business, you see that too. And then what's often described in one of the great dramatic moments is you do have your life reviewed when you cross over there. They they take you to these lords of temple, lords of karma temple, and they have the book of life. And the interesting thing is when they start playing back the movie, and they don't, and again, it's not everything, you'd be there for years, but highlights, you know, they don't show it as you and I may have remembered what happened. They show it as it actually happened, objectively. Remember, when we're remembering things of the past, we're remembering them through the filter of our own consciousness. Right. Which is very subjective, right? Mm -hmm. But then you see it objective and you see the true motivation. You can't argue and say, no, I didn't mean to do it that way. I'm, no, you see it for what it is. They show you some of the good things you did and they are strong in the things you left undone because they want you to get it finished. Mm -hmm. And then they start to talk about some of the things that are going to be in your next life, you know. And after that's done, you do have the reunions. Yes, no love is ever lost. You will see loved ones again. And guess what? You'll even see, let's say, if you took 20 years taking care of a pet, that pet's going to wait for you on the other side. That, that love did not disappear. Um, and then after all that wonderful time, then your what they call the transition process is finished. And then you have your actual life on the other side. There is a rich life that we all have. And there are many activities that we get engaged in. And how long we stay there depends on our karmic chart, depends on a great variety of things. But we can stay there for quite a while, you know. Um, and then, of course, at the end of that, there is the other side of the coin where we have to get ready for our incarnation. They come to you at one point and say, hey, it's time for you to start getting ready for your next lap on earth. You almost don't want to go because you're enjoying your life where you are most likely. <laughs> but then they're that process and they show you there what we call your tapestry of life, which is sort of the visionary plan. The other was a recording of what actually happened. This is like a visionary plan of what is meant to happen, the things you're meant to accomplish, your karmas that you're going to face those kinds of things they show you. So they want you to see that ahead of time so you're prepared and that you're also empowered for success. Now, Again. Dimitri, when you say they, who do you mean? Oh, okay. So there's one of the challenges we had in writing this book is, um, you know, if you're talking about the aura, you're focusing just on the aura. If you're focusing on healing, you're focusing just on healing. But when you're focusing on spiritual evolution, Yes, you have to talk about the other side, but you have to also bring in, for example, again, the auric field, because that's the fuel of your evolution. You have to talk a little bit about reincarnation because it takes many laps on earth. And then what you're asking, you have to talk about that you're not figuring this all out on your own. Yeah. There is a whole spiritual hierarchy of great celestial beings that is orchestrating all this and supporting and guiding you. And the, we, whether you want to call them angels or archangels or whatever names you want to assign, these are divine ones that are well aware of what's going on. Their intelligence far exceeds our own. They can see much further down the road than we can. And there is this loving cooperation. Actually, one of the most beautiful things about the other side, regardless of how you know evolved or developed you are, is the veil between physical and spiritual doesn't exist. So there's a natural interaction with celestial beings. 
that obviously doesn't really exist on this side unless you're clairvoyant. I, I, I qualify that it does exist, but most of it's unseen. Every person on this earth is supported by the divine. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you know that Radiate Wellness is more than just a podcast? That's right. We're also a comprehensive, holistic wellness practice. Find out about our services, practitioners, and upcoming events at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. While you're there, visit our podcast page to read more about our great guests and even donate to the podcast. If you like our podcast, you can help in other ways as well, like subscribe or follow us wherever you're listening right now. Tell a friend, a family member, or a coworker about the great content you find here. And if you wouldn't mind, please give us a thumbs up, a five-star rating, or a positive review. Sounds like a small thing, but it really helps. You might like to know about our Facebook communities while we're at it. We have a free community, the Radiate Wellness Community, on Facebook for news and great free content. Our subscribers group is Radiate U, as in the letter U, but also, well, you. There you'll find curated replays of past classes, guest interviews, and more. And now, Back to our podcast and back to our guest. Here you are supported, but it's not, it's, shall we say, from the invisible. You know, people think of angels as supernatural. They're as much a part of nature as we are. They're just operating on non-physical dimensions. But as the Talmud says, for every blade of grass, there's an angel bending over saying, grow. You get support every day of your life. We are inspired by the divine. The question is, are you feeling that inspiration? Right. And many of us ignore it. You know, they're, or they're, they're so, if you're too caught up in your troubles and your preoccupations, you're, you're not hearing the inspiration. You know, before I had my spiritual awakening, I was not, um, I really didn't understand metaphysics. I wasn't against it. I wasn't for it. It just wasn't in my, in my thinking. But what was in my thinking, I was very artistic was this idea of listening, you know, because what all artists understand that, you know, inspiration come driving, it could come this, it come, it can come at very unexpected times. And you develop sort of like this listening to your muse kind of a thing, 
Well, metaphysics is very much like that because when the divine comes around and blesses you, it could happen in the middle of a meeting, right? It could happen at any time. And if you're if you're listening, you'll get the benefit. But if you're always thinking about something else and shutting it down, it's hard. And that's why, by the way, meditation is so helpful because it teaches you to quiet the consciousness. I hear some people say, you know, I don't know, I've got monkey mind. I cannot quiet my mind. And I tell them, well, it's just like a muscle. If you got unruly kids and they're running around, we just keep letting them running around, you, you got to discipline them. In the same way you discipline the mind. You, you, you teach the mind to focus. You know, even now there are apps on your phones for concentration to learn to get that muscle of your mind very strong so that, yes, you could focus on things that you want to. Absolutely. And that is really uh, the best way to receive that intuition and receive that communication. Exactly. Quieting the mind. I noticed that, um, you know, the best insights come when you're driving and you've been driving, <laughs> paying attention to anything or washing the dishes or having a shower because yeah. you're casual things, you know. I think Einstein, they say he was either playing the piano or playing the violin. I don't, it was a musical instrument when he got the initial idea for relativity. He says, I got this marvelous idea. He went up to his room and they said he didn't see him for two weeks as he started hammering out. the. But exactly, you're doing something, you're engaged, but it's not It's not gobbling up your mental energy. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's turn back to... Um, what happens when we get to the other side? Because I think that's a, see, my, my father just passed recently, December 1st. Oh, wow. That's recent. That was very recent. And I'm going to try to get through this without, without crying, but, um, he was always wondering what happens when you die. He just, it, it, first he said he was agnostic or he, first he said he was an atheist and then he changed that to agnostic. So let me ask you this. Do atheists get to heaven? What happens? Well, look, <laughs> it's an interesting question, right? But the point is, a belief is a belief. Yeah. It has little to do with what's really is, you know. So in other words, you, you know, what um, you can believe whatever you want. You can believe the sky is this and this and that. The world is flat. You, you can believe whatever you want, but reality is reality. And your father is go, went to the side just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. You know, now it helped that he became a little more agnostic because it. if you are open, the more you are open to, now I don't know if he had a belief in God or a religious faith or any, well, not, maybe not, but um, sometimes on your deathbed, you know, you find God awful quick, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's and, that's yeah, but that helps in the transition because, again, your mind is a little bit more open. But no question, we are lovingly cared for when we cross over. There's a there's a there's a whole process. There are experts that help in the literal transition. Um, what you want to do, and this is why when we're going through grief. Um, First of all, you want to, you know, we say, you know, grieve. Don't don't uh, try to be tough about it. But, you know, if you want to wail, if you want to gnash teeth, it says about do it, you know. But for a certain period of time, we call it the 44 days. 
and then kind of put it on the altar of of the divine say look i'm i'll see you again dad i'll see you again mommy i've, I've lost my both my parents have transitioned too and i know what that's like it's difficult especially when you love them a lot um but you know you'll see them again you know and that there will be another reunion and what what the what the higher discourages is excessive grief you know because what happens is they see that and it bothers them and maybe they come around you more often than they normally would have and they've got other things to do there so you know dad and mom i'm looking forward to seeing you but you have a great life over there i'm doing fine over here you know we'll we'll have our reunions uh you know we'll, we'll have that there in our meditations working with what we call the purple ray of peace is very helpful when dealing with grief because there is a letting go and what i've discovered too and i have a feeling just seeing you right now you're okay with this sometimes what hap what makes grief harder is when they're unresolved issues right you know if you really took care of everything with that person you resolved everything and they pass on you grieve but you also say we did it we, we we're okay but oh my god i never took care of this i never have that weighs the grief heavier right. in those cases you just still say i forgive you i ask your forgiveness you don't try to carry it on barbara tells a great story she she was at one of these sort of spiritualistic type sessions and there was a medium that was giving sort of messages from the departed and this he 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 kind of suddenly said wait a minute I'm, talking to somebody here right now and and he's begging forgiveness and he's starting to describe the man and the woman in the front row she started turning beet red he was describing her deceased husband mm. and she goes he she blurts out i'll never forgive that sob as long as i live i mean it's over right wow. the man has crossed over yeah. he's begging forgiveness from the other side sure. and she says i'll never forgive him as long as they live so we also have forgiveness sometimes is a big part of the whole process yeah it is yeah it is yeah. um so you know let's get back to the spiritual evolution part of it is there a way to experience the other side now as part of our evolution well Let's put it this way. Every great idea you've ever had, you're having or will ever have, came from the other side. So the more you're in your inspirational flow, uh -huh. you are connecting with the world of spirit. Mm. Or you're in that. Another one, this is a little more esoteric, but I think we can go there today a little bit, is we have a chapter in the book on the world of spirit and sleep. Right. What many don't realize is period now, not this every night. Now let's not get you know, but periodically when we're sleeping, yes, our body's going through a physical regeneration, but there's a spiritual generation, and many times or periodically we're taken to the inner worlds for renewal and refreshment. Because remember, we're from that realm and we're gonna go back there, and there has to be this sort of connection. So yes, if you wake up one morning and you've got these brilliant ideas and you wonder where the heck they came from, well, it may have been some guidance you actually received and do your best to follow up on it. Yeah, wonderful. 
Absolutely. And what other things can we do to help grow spiritually so that we can experience more of that heaven here where we are? Right. right. Well, the good news is there's a lot more opportunity. You know, Barbara shares, you know, and she was born in the depression era. I was seeing auras at age three and, you know, having these out-of-body experiences at eight and angels. And I would go to libraries. I couldn't find anything about this stuff. You know, there was no one to talk to. Her, her father was a priest, but he thought, oh, my God, something's wrong with her eyes. You know, um, she's seeing these things. Uh, she didn't even, it wasn't until she got to Kansas City, Missouri, uh, that she met a hermetic scientist who was also clairvoyant and uh, said, I want to teach you about your talents. And she did. She started instructing her. Today, there's a lot more awareness. So there's never been a better time to grow than today. The first time is like anything, first encouragement is like anything, make more time for it. It's like a relationship. If you are not kind of giving time to meditate, to pray, to contemplate, to evaluate, it's going to be hard if you're always in the mix of life. It's going to be hard to really be successful there. Um you want to make sure that, again, what is the quality of your actual living? How are you actually living your life? You know, so much of our life is transactional right now, right? They talk about even like quality with your family, with your kids. Oh, I got to get you soccer practice or I got to get you. But what about just quality time with them? You know, where you're just being with each other and experiencing each other. It was easier in days past when life was a little less fast paced that way. And are you, if you're faced with a challenge, are you seeing that as an opportunity? Uh, many times uh, our challenges are our biggest, our biggest opportunities, but we don't see them that way. We see them as something to get mad at or something to avoid or this, that, the other. And then we're, we're not, our soul is not learning. And then what are you, what are you also um, instigating? What are you initiating? You know, are you pursuing things? Are you, if there is a, a desire, are you doing something about it or you're just shelving it? If life feels monotonous at times or boring or dull, there's something that you, you need to break. You know, every day we should be kind of breaking a little bit out of our comfort zone. Doesn't mean we have to go jumping off of, mount, you know, skydiving. You know, we don't have to do all we, but but has to be a steady thing of stretching our mind and then, of course, spiritual study, you know, the, 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 there's a lot, it is a complicated field, there's a lot to learn, because unlike other disciplines where you're developing one part of you, okay, I go to music school, develop my musical talent, I, when you're evolving your soul, you're developing all parts of you. Yeah, it's not just one part. So that's why it takes time. It's not a it's not a quick, it's not a quick fix. And then again, I really encourage people to meditate and not once in a blue moon. This should be daily meditations. I would give at least 20 minutes every day. Wonderful. Um, we're starting to run short on time here, Dimitri. Uh, is mm -hmm. there anything that you think is most important for listeners to take away from your book? Yeah, well, first of all, to do your best to make your spiritual growth an even higher priority in your life. 
and not to see it as something apart from your life. You know, you're going to bring your spirituality into your career, into your finances, into all of your relationships. Uh, and as I mentioned before, do your best to make a little more time for it. To the the ancients and the old mystery schools, they do their work the day. They'd have their communal meals, but at night they'd reflect on what they did. How how, how successful was I today in handling this situation? Where could I have done better? They're always trying to better themselves in some way. So taking more time to do that. Also realizing, you know, we can't do everything in this world. Now we live in a 24-7 environment. We're always trying to do something. Make sure you're doing the most important things in your life. Mm. Um, yeah, those are those are some of the big keys. Yeah. Right, right. Um, so, of course, you've got this school, the... Uh, spiritualarts.org spiritual arts institute can right. you talk about what you can yes. learn yeah. at this? so um you know when i met barbara she was a very inspirational teacher but there were no books there were no training manuals there was nothing right it was all basically just uh, not just but it was uh, oral teaching and after a while you know i just you know we got to organize all these teachings so we started the school these they're they're you know single workshops that you can join or full scale training. We've got training courses that we have a great program called the Seven Spiritual Arts. It's a two year training program to develop your skills and in, in these key seven arts to learn to work with your auric field and meditation. Again, you can do it in person or online. We've been building up a faculty, so it's not just Barbara and myself doing it. Others are helping to support it. Um, and also community. It's just so wonderful. You know, we had our annual retreat and again, just being together in time, it, it, one of the most rewarding things of this work is that you're working with people that are trying to seek their divine, trying to be better people. I mean, not every profession has that kind of an environment and it's good to reinforce because I'm sure that say many of your listeners, maybe the, the spark is lit in them, but maybe not even some of their family members. And they're maybe feeling, oh, I'm kind of pursuing this on my own. But to know there are others that are sharing in this with you, it's it's very encouraging and it's very um, helpful. I think so too. Um, and I, you've got many other books as well, you and Barbara yeah. together. Change Your Aura, Change Your Life, Communing with the Divine, The Healing Power of Your Aura, Karma and Reincarnation. Did I leave anything out? And the new one, Heaven and Your Spiritual Evolution. Of course, Heaven and Your Spiritual Evolution. So is there a place where we can find out more about this new book, Heaven and Your Spiritual Evolution? Definitely. Uh, the website that you mentioned, spiritualarts.org. We are a nonprofit. Um and of course, it's available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and all the all the bookstores. Yeah, right. Oh, that's amazing, wonderful. What is next? What are you writing next? We're working on consciousness. That's our next book. Yeah. Really? Oh, that sounds fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Understanding it from its spiritual dimensions. You know, since they call it the big problem in science now that. How do all these little atoms add up to consciousness? And of course, it's a much more complicated picture than that. And that's our next book. Yeah. It'll be fascinating. So where can we get the books? Is there any place besides your website? 
Well, of course, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and your local, uh, especially if you have a metaphysical bookstore, they'll right. they'll they'll be in there. Yeah. And if they're not in there, ask them to bring them in there. <laughs> yeah, on your website is like if you're a retailer, please, you know, here's yeah. your question. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Are some good metaphysical bookstores where you are? There are. There's um Aquarius books, there's Spectrum New Age Shop, there's Mantra New Age Shop. There's the energy oh, within. Yeah, there's quite a few in in Kansas City. Who knew? Yeah. Right. Well, we'll have to make sure they're in there. Yeah. 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 Go around and make we'll, sure. Well, there. Ne the ne that next we're going to do a lot more traveling, so maybe we'll get out to where you are. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Come to Kansas City, and we'll put together a workshop for you and Barbara. Okay, that sounds good. That okay. sounds good. Well, Dimitri, it was wonderful speaking with you. This book is so full of information. And yeah. I would everybody to read. It. I mean, we could go on and on, but I really want people just to read the book. Great, great. Well, thank you so much for thank having you. me on and sharing. Thank you for the good work you're doing. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Radiate Wellness is an international community of holistic and alternative healers dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. Are you looking for help on your path to healing? I'm Lisa Campion. I'm a psychic, Reiki master, teacher, and energy healer. On my podcast, The Miracle of Healing, I'm going to help you on your healing path. Listen to conversations with leading teachers in energy medicine, quantum healing, and people who have recovered from loss and illness. Whether it's to take care of your own healing or to help other people, this is the podcast for you right here on mindbodyspirit.fm.